to another episode of Spanish Answers. And happy St. Patty's Day! So, let me put this down so you can see. I am wearing my Ireland hoodie in honor of the occasion, and it is very green. But uh, by the time this podcast or YouTube video is actually launched, published, whatever, it sadly will not be St. Patty's Day anymore. So, happy St. Patrick's Day anyway. And that's about as much mention of, as we're going to uh, give to that on today's episode. Instead, what we're really going to focus on are Spanish contractions, part two. So, parte dos. In today's episode, we're going to focus on some of the more common, unofficial, or informal contractions that you'll often see. So, let's go ahead and get started. Vámonos! So, the first one we're going to start off with is para, which means for or in order to do something. Para. And the first time I saw this contraction with P-A and then an apostrophe, so you drop the R and the A and it's just pa. Instead of para, you have pa. The first time I saw this was while I was reading Mafalda. And if you haven't ever read Mafalda, I highly, highly recommend you do. She is an adorable, precocious little child from Argentina. It's a comic series, kind of like Calvin and Hobbes in America, that is just hilarious. It talks about politics, it talks about daily life in Argentina, and all from the perspective of this little girl and her parents trying to deal with the fact that she asks very uncomfortable questions at times, very pointed questions, but it also deals with her imagination, and it's, it, like I said, it's very similar to Calvin and Hobbes. I have actually put a link to a blog I found that has different Mafalda comics on it if you'd like to try it out. And if you actually want to buy it, you can buy Mafalda books on Amazon, which is another reason why I love shopping on Amazon. Anyways, uh, let's go ahead and talk about some examples of para and other words that you might see it with. So, allá is one of those, over there, or there. So, if you say para allá, you drop the R and the A in para, and you drop the first letter A in allá, and you smush them together for paya, P-A apostrophe L-L-A with an accent mark. So, example, ellos fueron para allá. They went over there. Ellos fueron para allá. And this becomes ellos fueron paya. Ellos fueron paya. And then you do a similar thing if you use arriba, up, arriba. Tu puedes ir para arriba. You can go upstairs. Tu puedes ir para arriba. And this becomes tu puedes ir para arriba. P-A apostrophe R-R-I-B-A. Para arriba. And then there's K. Para que, for what, or for what reason, para que, and this becomes pa que. So, que doesn't lose anything. You just have para losing R and A. So, it becomes, instead of para que, it's pa que. And this, another little side note, this is the title, para que, sadly not with the slang portion or the contraction, but para que is a song by Anahi that I also love. It's a very fun song to rock out to. And I've also posted a link to it on YouTube. Uh, the video is one that has the lyrics on it, so you can read the lyrics and sing along. I really enjoyed this song, so I hope if you listen to it that you enjoy it as well. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. The last example we have is L. So, para L becomes pal. 
P-A-apostrophe-L. You might also see it spelled as P-A-L or P-A-L with an apostrophe, but an example of this is photo para el face. Photo para el face, or photo for Facebook. And this becomes photo para face, P-A-apostrophe-L. And the website I use to find a lot of the, well, this information for para is, it had a link to Enchufe TV. So I've put a link, well, really, I've put all the links to the resources I've used uh, to research this episode in the show notes, but I found this particular YouTube link on helping you learn Spanish on their page, the Spanish contractions your textbook didn't tell you about. And I love it. I definitely spent extra time just watching some more Enchufe TV YouTube videos. The one that I've put the link into here is the one that talks about, well, it's basically photo for Facebook, right? Photo pal face. And it's mocking how many photos we take and the ridiculous situations we take them in to put them on Facebook. There's also another one that talks about texting with your family uh, in group chats, which also was a delight. So I recommend checking out some of their videos. I have not checked out very many of them, just the ones I got sidetracked by, but the ones I saw were pretty funny. All right, so let's go ahead and go on to a few other unofficial contractions. The one that I have definitely seen the most of is mija. So you take mi hija or mi hijo, and you contract them and put them together into one word. So you drop the I in mi, and you drop the H in hija or hijo, and you smush them together to make mija. M apostrophe I J A, or mijo. M apostrophe I-J-O. That just means my daughter or my son. And I believe the first time I saw this, I could be wrong, but was when I was reading the Baldo comic in the newspaper, you know, one of the funnies, and his aunt used it to talk to the little girl. And I was like, wait, what? What is that? What is you can do that? So my first introduction really to unofficial contractions in Spanish. And of course, because I definitely got you links to find Mafalda. I have also gotten you links to find Baldo. And something I did not realize, I found a link to a site that has it in English and Spanish. So go ahead and enjoy and practice your Spanish all at the same time. All right, another one that I found is compañero becomes compa. So according to the site where I found that one, speakinglatino.com, this particular word is used in El Salvador, Costa Rica, Argentina, Honduras, Guatemala, and Mexico. So you won't find it in every Spanish-speaking country, but you can find it in these. And compañero in the sense of my friend, right? You just basically take off ñero and you've got mi compa. So, for example, mi compañero trabaja en India. Mi compañero trabaja en India becomes mi compa trabaja en India. My friend works in India. Okay, so fin de semana. This one I learned while I was studying abroad in Sevilla, Spain, or Seville, Spain. And it has gotten me into a bit of confusion at times because in Sevilla, they say fin de all the time. And it's just a quick shortening of fin de semana. So instead of saying all three words, you just combine fin de into one and you say fin de. For example, tengo muchos planes para este fin de semana. I have a lot of plans for this weekend. Tengo muchos planes para este fin de semana. And that turns into, tengo muchos planes para este fin de. And when I use that with my Latin American friends, they always want to correct me and say, no, no, fin de semana. Fin de semana, not fin de. 
and they don't understand what I'm trying to say with fiende very much unless there's context. And so, yes, <laughs> unless you are speaking to someone from Spain, you need to say fiende semana. Otherwise, go ahead and shorten it. All right, and then because that really does seem to have the whole gamut of the unofficial contractions in Spanish, I thought we'd throw in a few from Twitter. So I looked all of these up at fluentu.com. They've got a ton more. If you want to see how to text or tweet just like a native, go ahead and go to their website. They have a great resource there. But most of the ones that I wanted to highlight are ones that I have actually seen on Twitter or in Twitter posts on like news sites and things like that. So para becomes XA. Why X? I have no idea. That is an excellent question. If you know, please send me an email and let me know because I would love to know why para becomes XA. So for example, if you want to say para que or for what or for what reason, it becomes XAQ. And we'll get to the Q in a minute. Obviously, you can tell it's K though, right? So XA space Q question mark. That is para que. Por is just an X. Again, no idea why. So if you want to say por qué or why, then you just do X and K and question mark. Por qué. And if you want to say K, you'll normally see just the letter K or Q. So like K dices, what are you saying? Is Q space dices. D-I-C-E-S question mark. K dices. Uh, then lastly, but definitely not least, quien is K-N. So example, quien es, who is this, is K-N space E-S question mark. There you go. Now you know some basic ones and you can go ahead and practice them on Twitter. I hope you get enjoyment from them. That is all for today. I hope you found this episode very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to discuss, please send them to me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. And if you like this episode, please go ahead and either leave a review on iTunes or Google Play, or go ahead and click the like button on YouTube. And if you never want to miss an episode, go ahead and subscribe. You can also find this episode on SoundCloud. Well, that's all for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to know more about contractions, definitely follow up on some of those links I put in the show notes. And if you missed last week's episode, then I also recommend that you go back to that because we talked about the more formal, uh, recognized contractions in that episode. So between that episode and this episode with the more unofficial contractions, you kind of have your bases covered. But definitely recommend that you research some more of those tweets and how they're contracted in the Twitter world and text world and all of that and go ahead and practice them. I mean, go ahead and even find me on Twitter and shoot me a tweet. All right. Well, I will see you guys in two weeks. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful two weeks. All right. Hasta luego. Bye.